Blog Talk Radio. Ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. with the music, but at first it it defaulted back to the old yesterday's, meaning old, um, intro without the words, and then in the middle I did that, so it went a little longer, but I think I finally got it. It took forever, (laughs) and we're here, so I'm so excited. Yay, it's the 5th of June. It is is it Friday? It's Friday. Oh, my God. Well, of course, question's Friday. But it's still it's such a surprise that we hit Friday. It's The days are still melting. And, boy, if there was ever a time where they said time doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter what day it is anymore. It just feels so surreal. And we're supposed to get some kind of rain. I don't know about hard rain, but something wet. Um, hopefully this weekend and today, so we'll see what happens, and welcome to today's show. So I have questions, and oh, by the way, Liam wrote in the chat that we are three shows away from 1,500 shows, 1,500 shows, just Take that one in. But it's so cool because we have been here for quite some time. But it's so great that we even have a forum. So always grateful for that. So I have questions today. And the questions that I have were, one of them I didn't know what it is. If anyone knows what it is or anyone in chat knows what it is, uh, Roy Ballantyne asks, would like your thoughts about the universal field theory of mind. I looked that up, and I couldn't find anything on it, so give me more information because I don't know what it is. So that would be great. Then I have another question by Christopher Sedra, and he says, Good morning, Nadia and people of the page. Here's another question for you. I want to help people and serve them. What is the best way Thanks. There's so many ways to serve people. And a lot of times when we want to help, the best way to start is just look in your area and see what's already going on. And sometimes that's one way to help if you like to work in groups or through groups where you like to volunteer and be with other people and kind of have that whole 
feeling of being in your community and making a change. And then there's other ways to help. And those are where you you actually find families who need help. And I've done this many times and I love doing it, but you know, giving them money for food if you have the money to do that because sometimes there's, you know, volunteering and actually money for food it doesn't have to be a lot. A little bit goes a long way. That is huge. Um, that was one of my biggest sore spots or, or hardships um, when I was raising my kids and there were times we ran out of food. I mean, and then, you know, the issues, there, there's more. There's bills and there's those kinds of things. But food always calm the home down. Um, Time in terms of, I know now with coronavirus, it's hard. But gifting older people with that too, because families younger, the older people leaving things behind their door for them. I have read many accounts in this time, many accounts that are, um, gosh, how is that older people were like eating the last remnants in their pantries, like crackers or a can of beans, and all they'd have would be like a third of a can of beans. And, you know, so they are also part of the community. You know, everyone thinks of helping that it has to be a huge thing, but it's the, I want to say the whole entirety of the smaller things that make a huge difference. Being kind just being kind tell you how far that goes because people live on that. When someone is kind to me, I remember it in a way that, that brings warmth and makes me smile. And when people are rude or they're just trying to pick or they're just, I remember that and it makes me not want to participate. So, Being kind takes a very big picture approach because you have to be very strong to be kind. Even if it's, you know, like on social media, posting positive messages that people could use to help them get through the day because every day we need different messages, right? So all of that being said, most of the ways we can help on a physical level, would be monetarily for food. Food is a big deal right now. And on an emotional level, you know, even talking to people, even just going to visit older people that we know and waving or calling them if you know them and you have a phone number for them, giving them time to talk, these things bring peace. And it's not just peace that, oh, well, the two of you only know about it, but it carries, it carries. It becomes part of the energy of everything we are doing because energy precedes words and it will always be that way. So I have a question in the chat and it says, I didn't get stimulus. I do not feel I am part of a community. People just want me to shut up and go away. Food Pantry is giving out crappy food. They gave me a can of lima beans and a loaf of bread. Donations are down and FEMA meals have run out. 
Keep looking in your community. I know that the stimulus packages did not reach everyone. My son got one. He came back from baseball, but my daughter didn't. Not a penny. Nothing. Till today. Till today. Nothing. If she gets anything, I'll let you guys know. It's been very scary for her. But keep looking in your community because every community has church groups that are giving out food. There's grocery stores that have programs. Call and find out. It's as close as your phone. They have different places that are doing different things. Google charities or groups in your area that are supplying food. Again, I, it's just what I was answering Chris's question. Food, food, food. It all goes back to food. When we are hungry, we are desperate. When we are desperate, we do things that are desperate. We need to, at the very least, start there. But look and you will find, because I know in, in the communities around here, I mean, my gosh, the other day I was driving and I went past the church that had bags of food. It was early in the morning, so you, the early bird catches the worm, but nobody was there yet. And just seeing those bags of food on the table made me cry. It just made me cry. I can't believe, I can't believe that the mismanagement of our world has taken us to this. And I know you, she continues or he continues, I paid my taxes and didn't get included in the benefits. I'm paying taxes for their great American experience and I'm not included and they are mean to me. But I don't know why you're not included. I don't know what phone calls you can make. But again, there's resources in every area. And, you know, that saying you can attract a lot more bees with honey Um you're going to do that. If you come at people screaming from anger, people are already broken. People are already hurt just like you are. And if you can just acknowledge that and say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people suffering right now. I'm one of them, and I'm going to look for resources. Um, that That's something to do because you right here kick kick a dog and they turn on you, but you can't allow yourself to live in a corner. You have to allow that you can heal and that there's good in the world so that you can bring that to you and you need to look for that good. You need to look for it. I went to bed crying many times, not knowing what to do, but I couldn't turn on the world I'm living in. Because if you turn on the world you live in, that's what you're going to find everywhere you go because that is all you can see. And then if someone does do something good for you, you turn around and you'll say something like, well, that's not enough. Well, that wasn't good. You can find it. It already exists. Please look. If you're going to take the hardcore hate you're going to get that back because that's all you're going to see because you need to validate your hatred. You need to validate your anger. And I'm asking you, please, 
what are you going to do if you're done? You're saying I'm done with negotiations and you're organized an armed rebellion and count you in and you're you're taking your anger to a place that's going to take you nowhere. You can do it. You can do it, but it's not going to get you anywhere. It's a very short-term outlook for your life that does not give you answers. And the underlining problem is that your anger is not addressed. Having to say you hate, all of that goes back to you. Why are these the things you are choosing to pay attention to? I watched the looters. So what? They got a few pairs of clothes and a few pair of shoes. Big deal. So what are they going to do next month or next week? What are you going to do with hate? Especially hardcore hate. What are you going to do with that? What good is that doing you? That's your question. Why do I need to focus on hate out of all the people in the world? And you have full intentions of hurting people. You're writing these things and... I know you're letting it all out here, but we've all been hurt, not in a good way, some of us in worse ways than others, but you're choosing to hurt because your hurt isn't there. People don't respect you because you hurt them, by the way. We think that, oh, well, I'll show them. What are you going to show them? What are you going to show them? Pain, not respect. Hurting people was never respectful for you or for anybody else. And I know you say, what good does it do? You won't know until you try. That's, that's your answer. You won't know until you try. But if you're going to take the stand that you need to hurt people to feel better, You have to look at yourself and say, okay, I'm hurting and I don't want to address it. I just want to throw it up on other people because that's all I've got. The world hurt me. I'm going to get them back. And then you have someone else who's next to you who's also been hurt that you're going to hurt because you're hurt. If you can admit that, hey, you know what, I hurt and life sucks, but I'm going to make it better. That's the harder choice. And you should take the harder choice instead of just falling into the statistical choice of being another statistic of someone who wants to go out and just hurt people. That's something that Christ told me, and it just stuck in my mind. It stuck in my mind. You kill someone. You're going to carry all of their hurt and pain, and it's going to make you worse And they're going to go to God. You're never going to benefit from hurting people. I've never met anyone who has. And I'm really sorry that you feel that way. But it all goes back to you. And you have to try to be better. And if you don't, then you're going to choose to live the life that you are living where all it is is anger and throwing up on people. Your pain, wherever you go, you're going to take it with you. I wish you well, pray for you that 
you somehow hit a point that tells you you're better. You're better than that. You're better than wanting to hurt people. We're all better than that. And I hope that that's the path you choose. Because this way, just hearing this, it it just breaks my heart. It breaks my heart for, for your heart that's broken and hurting. And I'm sorry, but there's ways to get help. There's ways to call or there's ways to just throw your hands up in the air and make decisions like you're presenting right now. I have another question. I don't know what else to say for you other than I can pray for you. You can pray for yourself. You can look for the best. You can. You can. It's a choice to say what you're saying and what you're doing. That's a choice. And you're choosing it. Wow, that was a heavy, heavy one. And I'm, I'm so sorry that even it, it came up in this way. But a lot of people feel that way. And we have to address it. I can look it in the eye. I don't like it. I don't feel good about it. It feels stressful to even read it. That I'm happy you're here that you've made a choice to come and hear something that could push you maybe, maybe into growing in a better direction, into choosing a better direction. But if you're hell-bent on creating hell and sharing what you feel inside without getting help, without looking for answers, that is your choice. And you will live that life with the consequences that come with it. And if that doesn't matter to you and nothing matters to you except for anger, then anger actually matters to you. So something does matter to you. Something does matter to you. And it's your anger. When people say, I don't care, I'm like, well, you've invested in I don't care. But there's a lot of anger behind your statements. I've stopped reading them on air. But I do know that if you're here and you're writing that, you don't want to be that person. But you're trying to be that person, and that's where you decided to put your energy. And you can fight fire with fire on the good side, too, on the side that improves your life, on the side that gives you better peace. You can do that. Whatever you can do in anger, you can do without it. But you have to address the anger, and it's just pouring out of you faster than you could could say. And you think that the result of your anger is a reward. So it's obviously more pleasurable than painful for you to invest in anger than it is to invest in something where you'd actually have to try and be better because that is harder to do. That is the war. The war you're talking about that you're trying to create is the war that's going on inside of you. We are all trying to find a better way today. We are all trying to find a better way. And it's your job. It starts just like the other person asked, what can I do? Everything we do starts with us. 
can't get an answer if we're just throwing out statements and not letting anyone tell us any different. Anger just makes more anger. Hurt makes more hurt. And you're hurt and you're angry. And you've invested in those and you made a choice to take that direction. And you're letting your soul down by not taking the harder route of really knowing that you are better than that. Thank you for sharing your opinion today. I have another question. Good morning, Nadia. I have a question on just our daily routine as we are going through these crazy days of turning all stones. Now that we know we cannot go back to normal, we once knew, what do we do with ourselves in our daily routine? Since there is where, since this is where we do have the power to change and contribute to the world we want to build. If we don't change our daily habits, the world cannot change either. I know it is practicing self-care, patience, and process, and I keep saying my prayers. I ask God to take away anything in my life that is not from God, and I know it will be taken away. Yet here I am observing myself in the middle of it all, wondering what more can I do without getting anxiety again. Enjoying life in the meantime against all odds. No time to feel guilty, right? Yet people are trying to go back to normal. We need each other. We need safety and freedom to Acti- to be active participants in life. How do we groom our daily routines to grow us into the new world coming? My apologies for a lengthy question. Much love, Susan. Right now, our daily routines have become what we're most interested in doing because there's nothing pulling at our time. You know, what you should include or not include in your days. By now, we're learning, we're growing, and we're going, okay, now what? We're ready. We're ready. We're ready. And we're not ready to go back to work yet. We're not ready to change or, or live in the change that has happened. We, we haven't really, I know in Southern California where I'm at, we are not living in the change. We are not living in the change yet. The only thing that's changed is that we aren't out in the world the way we were. And the other thing that's changed is all of us. And in that time, we even got the added dose of trying to bring everybody up to no soul is more important than another and that no soul is left behind. Because even the anger we just heard is a result of that feeling. And different kinds of people who are different, not just black. It happens to Muslims. It happens to Asians. It happens to Mexicans. I mean, the list goes on of dehumanization. In the meantime, we're in our homes thinking, wow, what can I do today? And we're exercising and we're cooking and we're gardening and we're walking and we're reaching out but we're not going to go back to that normal i i hear it all day everything's going back to normal actually 
there's a lot that was normal to us that wasn't okay, and it's not going to exist anymore. We're already weeding out the stuff that wasn't working. It's not going to happen overnight, but our world did stop overnight. When Christ said things can change in a second, when Christ said the width of a hair, how thin that is, the world can change in that time. The world can change in that time. Going back to anxiety is interesting that you would say it like that without going back to it because that's the fear of your future. Reel yourself in and say, there's nothing about my future that could scare me. I have been through a lot. I have done a lot in my life, and I made it to today. Why should I invite the thought that anxiety can come and overtake me again when I have already, already recognized it? And no time to feel guilty, right? Feel guilty about what? Every day ends as it should. What I do ask us to do is not to invite trouble. Don't worry about next week in the sense of what you're going to be like next week. Think about making today the best day you know how to make it, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how bad they are or how good they are, that, wow, this was the best day I could have had. And when you do that, next week and the week after will be the same. Every day will be a best day. And all those best days add up to a better life. And it's not Pollyanna-ish that I'm talking about, that we're all going to live in la-la land. We're living in a real world that has some real growing pains right now, that has some real issues that it is facing right now. And we all know that we're going to make it through it. Every other time in history, every other time in history has made it through the problems that we had. And we keep going into a different layer of it. Enjoy the meantime. And it's not against all odds to be enjoying ourselves. It's kind of weird when we think of what's going on in the world, but we can take a deep breath. We can deal with our environment. We can help people, others who need it. We can give stuff away to different charities that we know will make it to people if we don't know those families or we don't have contact with older people who may only need a conversation, who may need a bag of groceries. This is a very, very interesting turn of events in life right now. It's like we're making a U-turn. We've gone back to the fork in the road, and now we're going up a different road. We're going back. We're, we're, we're reclaiming some sense of dignity. Dignity is coming back to our lives. 
when I see anger and hear what I'm hearing or what I heard this morning in the chat, that person is hell-bent on hurting because they're hurting and they don't want to hear any other answer. They just want to go out and arbitrarily hurt. It's just there's no talking to them. Just continues putting in the chat, and and I say, and I say, everything we do is a choice, and every choice we make affects our lives, good, bad, or indifferent. And we've seen the gamut of that today. So you guys, God bless you. Stay safe and make the best decisions you can every day. I love you guys, and I will see you on Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.